0: hey y'all it's your girl ash y'all already know what time it is you are tuning into another episode of for the culture yes honey i will be speaking on the topic of love 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 yes you heard me right love so tune in you don't want to miss this So let's take a minute and just think on the word love. When you hear the word love, what comes to you? I'm gonna say a few. When I think about the word love, what comes to me is, um, I have a—it's a deep level of care. Um, I don't want to spend the rest of my life, moments or days without a person. Um, I miss you when you're gone. <laughs> um, I wanna—I wanna be a better me for us what else comes into it um i want to cater to that person when i love them i want to like make sure their food is ready their clothes is ironed (laughs) make sure you know they smelling good looking good because you mine so if you stepping out into this world you gonna have ashley all written over you because you're mine and i love you um i want to be sweet for you i just want to I want to be there, ride or die. When I think about love, it's like this undenying feeling. And even when they piss you off, even when they make you mad, even when they do something you just hate with your guts, at the end of the day, you still love them. And like you don't want to live the rest of this life without them. That's what love means to me when I think about love. I'll be back right after this. You know, I had to throw some Keisha Cole out there for y'all. You know, you know, what better song to get into this topic than Keisha Cole love. She was hitting them notes. How many of y'all tried to hit them notes when y'all was younger? I know I did. I couldn't, you know, hit them with that little love. Yeah, I'm not going to even do that to (laughs) y'all. But yes, we're talking about love man love 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 so many of us want it but shoot how many of us have it though (laughs) i gave you guys the definition of what love means to me but when i looked up the word love in the webster's dictionary love is defined as an intense feeling of deep affection for someone so with that being said i'm gonna go into the breakdown of the stages of love The first stage of love I want to talk about is the puppy love phase. The puppy love phase is that first person that you get the butterflies for, you get the little crush for, you just be like, I like you, I want you. So let's talk about puppy love. Um, As we talk about this, think back to your puppy love. Who was your first little like... or whatever not your first love but that first puppy love for me my first puppy love happened when i was in seventh grade and his name was sean and did i love me some sean oh hell yes i did (laughs) i thought i was gonna have his chocolate covered babies i thought we was gonna get married the whole enchilada no sauce Um, I loved him. I don't know if it was because he came into my life in a season for me when I was sad. Um, I had lost my granny at the time. It was like I was transitioning through a lot. And it was like, God, I felt like God sent him straight for me. I was like, yes, Jesus, I'll claim it. He for me. (laughs) But I felt so hard for him. I was at Perry Middle School and we would catch the bus together, and I just thought he was so fine. Just ch- a chocolate god, you know? And, man, he was one year older than me, and I remember, like, I was just trying to get his attention, just do everything. So if I see him walking, I put my little hair behind my ears, like, I see him coming and be like, hey, what's up? what's the deal or whatever, you know, put that little flirting voice on, y'all probably don't flirt the way I flirt, but (laughs) that's what I call my flirting voice, and for me, that was my puppy love, and man, oh man, that following year, when he left, and he graduated, because he was one year older than me, so he was in eighth grade, so he graduated, and I was left there, oh, my heart I was broken. I didn't want to be at the school no more. I didn't want to go to Perry no more. I'm like, what is the point if my boo ain't about to be a there with me? <laughs> and that was my little puppy love because I love me some him. I love me some him. Just, I really did. I used to scribble his name all over my notebooks. Like, we sitting in a tree. We cake at S-S-I-N-G-A. <laughs> But I never kissed this boy. I never got with this boy. It was just like when I seen him, I would just get these butterflies. So that is my puppy love. That right there was definitely my puppy love. While I take a quick break, here is a new and upcoming artist. His name is Keynote, and here's his song, Girls Gone Wild. Check it out. And we're back. Cool fact, Um, when he graduated and went to eighth grade, I just thought I never was going to see him again. I was like, y'all, I was so heartbroken. Like, 13 years old in my room listening to that Rihanna rated RCD, Stupid in Love, (laughs) like dummy in my feelings, like, I miss him, why he won't come back, he, this boy was in high school, he ain't thought about me, he was a, he probably even though I loved him as much as I did, it wasn't that deep, but to me, it was just devastating, It was just like, how am I supposed to go on P.O.P. holding down, you know? <laughs> um, And I would just always imagine, like, if I was to see him again, how it would have been and things like that. No joke. Let's take it back. I want to say that was, uh, had to be earlier this year, around April, a little bit before Easter. I came across him again. And I seen him because I was catching the bus. <laughs> A bitch stay on the bus. I was catching the bus and I was heading to my weekend job to Bristol Farms because that's where I was working back then at this little bakery. And I see him at the bus stop and I was like, that is Sean. I know that face. When I see that face, that's him. And you know, like when I was little, I always fantasized how that moment would have been once I seen them, once I seen him again, my bad. And when I see him, it was like nothing. Like, no fireworks i thought it would just be like pshoom, i seen him and it was like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> i mean he wasn't ugly he still looks very attractive but it was just like no feelings there and at that moment when i seen him and once he got off his stop and i continued on on my little bus ride i realized girl you done grew up like, who would have thought you wouldn't have seen that boy again till you was 22 years old. You was in love with him at 12, and you did see him again till you was 22. Crazy how life works. Crazy how life comes around. But that concludes the first segment of Puppy Love. So when I come back from this break, I'll go into that first love. Ooh, that first love. It's going to get a little juicy there because... Got a lot of tea to spill, so bring your little teacups for that one. <laughs> so, now I'm gonna let you guys listen to a little throwback. While you listen to this throwback, reminisce and think about your first little crush, your little puppy love, or whatever. This goes out to y'all. I have one more throwback for y'all. How many of you guys remember this one? Check this out, check this out. Yes, I rock your promise, promise, promise ring. (laughs) And we're back, and we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed those little two songs. Hope you guys enjoyed reflecting on your little puppy love. Now it's time to get to business. We did our little puppy loves. We all grown up now. Now it's time to talk about real, real love. That first love. That special love. That first. Let's get to it. That is the sound of me taking a deep breath before I get into this extremely heavy topic. My first love. <laughs> My first love. I'm asking for everyone who's listening. I'm asking for your permission for no judgment, not to look at me different for the things that you are about to hear, and to just listen with an open mind and an open heart, because it's about to get deep. Um, When I did this podcast, I was very, very nervous, because I knew I was going to have to reveal some things about myself that I didn't want to reveal. Very private, I'm very to myself, like, I pick and choose what I want people to know, and I pick and choose what I want people to see, I'm very, very pick and choosy. I might pick the hell out of you and know everything about you, but I don't always let everyone know everything about me. And that's just how I am. It's a little messed up, but (laughs) that's the way I like to be because I don't like being judged. But in this next segment, I am giving myself permission to keep it real with you guys. I called it Feather Culture because it's the Culture. Maybe it could be someone who could relate to this next segment. Maybe it could be somebody who did the same thing, went through the same thing. I don't know. But I'm going to reveal my truths and we're about to get into it. So sit back, relax, and I'm about to tell you the real deal about my first love. No shade, no hate coming up. I'm about to blast myself. Gunshots, gunshots, fired. Let's go. My first love. I didn't really fall in love until I was at the age of 19. Um, I had some deep crushes along the way before this point, but I kind of marked them off as nothing because I realized I didn't fall in love until I got with this particular person, and that was my first. I was 19 when I met her. Yep. You heard me right. It was a her. <laughs> and let's get into this for a little bit. Um, when that happened, my friends were so like, it caught them off guard. It's like they knew that I had that side to me, but they never knew that I would kind of like go into a field and have a whole girlfriend. When I was younger, um, some things happened to me that I know, and maybe that could be for a different episode. But with those things happening, it made me very, very overprotective of myself, and I didn't trust men. I had a deep, deep, deep fear of men, deep fear. Didn't want to deal with them, didn't want to be next to them. And that's something that I still battle to this day. But like I said, that's another episode. Right now, we're just focusing on love. So back to my first love. When I met her, I was 19, and I actually met her through someone that was my friend at the time. We was, we was close friends, let me keep it 100. Uh, damn near called her like one of my best friends. And, like, she was with this, with my first love, <laughs> and that was her girlfriend. And I would hang out with them, and I would just always feel like, man, I like her. She's funny. She's cool. Like, I will be better with her than her girlfriend. And that's just the thought that came to my head. But I never played on it, never played on it. Kind of put it to the back of my head, and was just was like, girl, you silly. You nuts. You wilding, you know? Um, the more we hung out and the more we got to know each other, we just kind of clicked, we vibed. Like, we was just real cool. And now that I think of it being the age that I am now, that was us just building a cool ass friendship. <laughs> but back to the moment. Um, we was cool, like we would play the game together, listen to music together, had the same music interests. Um, she taught me how to smoke hookah. It was just like This high I was feeling, I was like, I really like this girl. So we all went to my best friend's dorm one New Year's. Like it was New Year's of 2014 going into 2015. So we all went to my best friend's dorm at the time. And we had this party. And my close friend and her girlfriend, they they just wasn't seeing eye to eye. They were having issues. And I was always that friend that would mediate. But the whole time I was mediating, (laughs) there was feelings there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here comes the judgment. I know. So I would mediate. They had issues. Just whatever. Let's get to the end of that night. Um, I felt like my friend at the time. She was really choosing this girl over me, and choosing her over our friendship, and I would get so irritated, because even though I liked this girl, I knew that this girl was ain't shit to my friend, so I would get so upset, like, why are you choosing her over me, and she don't give a fuck about you, she dogs you out, she does all these things, and you know, she was kind of just like, you know what, fuck you, that's my baby, and it's you, it's her over you, and that, That hurt me. That hurt me to the core. And that night, like that was January 1st of 2015, I was done with her. I said, I don't wanna deal with you anymore. You chose a bitch over us? I'm cool on it. Because I already knew some things that she didn't know. And it was just like, for you to choose this person over me, how dumb can you be? (laughs) And that was the end of me and that friend's friendship. And we were like, never, never cool again. I was like, done with you. That was that, right? Y'all, this is where it gets juicy. (laughs) So at the time, I was living in Rancho Cucamonga. I had moved from California to Rancho. Hated it. Hated it. It was in fucking Depressedville because it was nothing out there. So one day, I get a call. Who is it? (laughs) My friend, who I thought at the time, girlfriend. So she calls me, and she's like, Hey, Ash, you know, have fun with you at the last thing. That shing dig, it didn't really go as well. Blah, blah, blah. Me and old girl, we're not together anymore. So, my first thing, because I'm so caring, I'm like, what? So, my first instinct is let me pick up the phone and, you know, let me go call this girl and go comfort her and be there for her, you know? But before I could even get there, she was like, I want to tell you something. And I was like, you want to tell me something? What do you want to tell me? She was like, I want to say that I like you. Uh, at that moment. My stomach started hurting. (laughs) I started sweating. My hands got palmy. I'm like, this is is scary. Is this really happening? I'm looking at the phone like, oh, this is some movie shit. Whoa. (laughs) So immediately, I'm just, I shut it down. No, 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 no. Yes, I have feelings for her, but I still, that's me thinking through my heart. So I'm like, no, that is wrong. I'm not doing this you crazy why would you even want to put me in this type of situation I got hot and we went back and forth and I was just kind of like told her leave me alone don't don't talk to me you're disrespectful type of thing but when I got off the phone with her that thought kept pondering and pondering on top of me already knowing I have these feelings so now it's like these thoughts are pondering I have these feelings and on top of that I was a very, 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 very petty-ass 19-year-old. So, in my head, I was like, I'm going to play them both. This is how I'm going to do this shit. Bitch chose her over me. I'm going to get with her, play her, and I'm also going to rub this in my ex-friend's face so she can see how stupid she was for choosing her over me. This is how I'm thinking. Sick, y'all. So sick. Very sick and twisted. So I ended up calling her back, and I said, hey, you know what? <laughs> let's see where this goes. Let's text. Let's see if we create a vibe. If this goes far, I could consider you being my girlfriend. <laughs> man, oh, man, don't ever be petty, y'all. Don't ever go and do something so trifling to be petty, because when you trying to be petty towards somebody else, that karma is a bitch for your ass. And we're going to take a break right here. (laughs) And we're back. I hope you guys are enjoying yourself so far. I hope you're enjoying my podcast. If you like it, you know, click the little clap of hands. Let me know that you're feeling it. Let me know that you're here. Let me know that you're vibing. And I don't care. As long as I have one fan, I'll be okay. At least one person fuck with me. But I would like it if more people fuck with me. But if I got one person fucking with me, that's, you know, two people make a team. Now, back into this topic here. So, where I left off, I told you guys I was going to give it a shot and see. So, me and her, we started talking, we started liking each other, and I wasn't all the way in it. I wasn't like, I thought she was cool, but I still was being spiteful. I I was still like, I can't wait to tell my other friend I'm going to break her heart. I was evil, y'all. I was so evil. I don't know why I was so evil like that, but I really just wanted to rub that in her face. Like, I wanted to just put her face in it. Like, smash her face like it was some cake. Like, pa-da! Look, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really where my head and my heart was at. So, me and my first, we started hanging out more. Um, we started doing everything together. So, then, life started crashing down everybody say crashing down crashing down um the place i was living on in rancho i had to move because i was getting evicted And I just knew I didn't want to stay in Rancho anymore. So I moved back down to LA where I just knew life was going to be better for me because I never wanted to leave LA. That was all my mom. But when you're a kid, you got to stay in a kid's place. So I felt like at this point when this happened, I was like, you know what? I'm 19, I'm grown. I'ma step out on faith, and I'm not gonna follow you. I'm gonna go back to LA. LA is where my heart is. Things will open up. So when I first moved to LA, I moved in with my auntie, and that was a blessing. I got I got my first job. I was making money, but I knew that I didn't want to live with my family forever. I didn't want I wanted, <laughs> I didn't want to be complacent. So at this point in our relationship, me and my first we were like tight. We're close. So like I would call her crying, like. I want to be in my own place because it's like, I've always had this spirit of wanting to be independent, wanting to like show people, look, I don't need y'all. I could do this by myself type of thing. So I would tell her all the time, like, I need to be in my own environment. I need to get out of my family's house. I just need to be free. I need to be free. No rules. I want to be able to do what I want to do in a household. So this is why I will always say to this very day, even though it was a messed up, messed up decision of me getting with her, it was still a blessing. And this is why my ex went and, um, you know, she vouched for me. She went to her sister and told her, hey, I have a friend. She needs somewhere to be. She'll pay the rent give her a shot now her sister didn't have to give me a shot at all she didn't know me from bobway to connecticut she <laughs> didn't know me at all like she seen me but she ain't know me she ain't never had no conversation with me she didn't know me as a person she didn't know nothing about me at all at all but you know, my first, she vouched for me, and I remember being so nervous because she was like, okay, my sister's going to come over, my mom's going to cook, you're going to talk to her. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I remember just sitting there, and I was just talking to God, like, please let her like me. Please let her like me. Please let her like me. Let this, God, if this is what you want for me, please let her like me. And sure enough, like, I'm not going to say she liked me, but I feel like she trusted herself enough to give me a chance. And boom, I transitioned from my auntie house to there. And that's where all my memories and beautiful things were made. And again, that's another story because they're gonna get a special special dedication to them. Because within there, they became my sisters. So they'll get a different episode, but back again to the main point. So I moved into her sister's house, and it was good for me, it was really good. It was convenient, Um, everything kind of just fell in place, and me and her, we just became closer and closer and closer. That became my first kiss, that became my first everything. And I didn't know how precious it was to be intimate with someone. Like, I knew it was precious, but I didn't know that as soon as you take that step with someone, you lose your damn mind, (laughs) you lose your mind. So all the way up until the point before we got intimate, I had control because I was controlling the situation. I knew that I wasn't all the way there. I knew that I could hop off that boat whenever I wanted to and be fine. But once we became intimate, that, that unleashed a whole nother side of me that unleashed clinginess, that unleashed jealousy, that unleashed possessiveness, that unleashed I don't want nobody else to have you against jealousy. It just unleashed... A crazy monster within me and it was like this was new to me so I'm thinking it's just me like I'm not knowing every girl out here who done did this lose their damn mind too so I'm like shit what's going on with me I'm fucking sprung I'm fucking crying all the time I'm in my feelings all the time I literally turned into a damn cry baby I was crying every day <laughs> any little thing that she did fucking hurt my feelings because it was like a piece of myself was now attached to this human being. So it was like something that once didn't give a fuck or matter to me. Now everything matters because my soul is connected to this person, if that makes sense. So ladies and fellas, if you are intimate with someone, please be careful. I don't think guys have it as hard as us women, but I know women, when we have sex with people, um, we get attached especially if it's good you just get attached it becomes a soul tie and that's what happened it became a soul tie um so we were still good at the end of the day i respected her so much because if we didn't have a relationship i knew that that was my nigga that was my friend that was my dog forever she my dog you know But the more I became mature, the more that I was going through life and being transitioned into different things, it just wasn't working for me anymore. Like It wasn't working. I wasn't happy. It was like I loved her, though, and I didn't want to be alone, but I also knew that this wasn't healthy for me because it was just like I wasn't getting what I needed. I wasn't getting like that. It was something I was looking for I was looking for like someone that wants to build with me someone that wants to build an empire with me make this money and it was like She had the potential to be this person, but I just knew she wasn't there yet. And where I was in life, I was like, I don't have time to wait, you know? It's like we were on two different levels. I'm out here living on my own, independent. I don't got no mama to take care of me, and I definitely ain't got no damn daddy taking care of me. So it was like, mindsets are different. Like, if shit fucks up for her, she got somebody that's going to take care of her and put her back together. Shit fuck up for me, oh shit, (laughs) you know? So it was like, I noticed that, and I pinpointed that, and it was kind of just... Tearing us apart. So November twenty sixth, two thousand and fifteen. No, November twenty sixth, two thousand and sixteen. Um, I decided to, you know, let her know this isn't working, and it hurt me to death because I loved her with all of my heart. I still love her to this day. I'm not in love with her, but I got love for her. That's my homie for life. But I just knew that's not what I wanted to do forever, and that's not the type of relationship that I wanted forever. Like, it served its purpose, it served its season, and it was time to move on. So when we broke up, we had a smooth breakup. Like, we knew that it was okay, we understood each other, it was cool. Still and back being cool with each other, (laughs) like, still was at a house, still chilling. And then it took a turn for disaster. Are y'all ready? I'm gonna go into the next segment with the disaster. Moving right along, so back to the disaster. I was chilling at her house one day. Um, we were cool, so we weren't together. We just decided that we were gonna be friends, and it was working for us because when I got around her, it was like I didn't have any desire to like want to kiss her, or be on her. It was just like we was chilling. I remember this day, and I think I'm going to remember this day for the rest of my life because it was very traumatizing. It was very, very traumatizing. And it kind of shaped me to where I am right now in my life, and we'll get to that. So I was at her house. We were eating McDonald's, and we were watching Chicken Little, and we were chilling, big chilling, having fun, laughing, being silly, like cool-ass friends. So we had a cool day. Um... Just, it was a cool ass day played with the dolls. it was a cool ass day didn't think it would end like this cool ass day so her phone rings not tripping she not you know she's not my girlfriend no more we're not together not tripping out in our business but she's on the phone and I hear someone say is that bitch at your house tell that bitch get the fuck out the house I'm like yo I'm looking around the living room because I'm like shit you the only bitch in the house. Like so whoever on that phone is talking about you, nigga. So I'm like, Ay ay, ay what what's going on? So like I look at her like, who is that? What's what's going on? So then she gets up, and she's, like, walking outside, and I'm curious, because I'm, like, who the fuck is on the other line telling me to get the fuck out the house, like, who is this, who has the audacity or the power to say this, you know, so, like, I'm following her, and she's, like, pushing me away, like, go, 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 and I'm, like, no, like, yo, who is telling me to get the fuck out the house, who is that, like, you need to hang up, and you need to talk, you need to communicate, she pushing me away, pushing me away, just go back in the living room, just go back in the living room, and at this point now, I'm boiling, because it's like, who the fuck, and I hear her, like, going back with this person, like, man, it ain't like that, and she just da 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 and I'm like, who is this person where you feel the need to explain yourself, so now I'm just really like, nah, I need my answers at this point, I need answers, I need them right motherfucking now. Who the fuck is questioning you? Who the fuck is calling me a bitch and telling me to get out the house? What is going on, you know? So she get off the phone, and she's looking nervous. She's looking damn near sick, y'all. She's looking sick as fuck. So that's how I knew at that moment she was about to tell me some shit that was just not about to be good. Because the way she was looking, she looks like that when it's just some shit that she just, she just got caught up in. So I'm like, what is it? What's going on? Who is that? She tells me, that's old girl, old girl being my ex-friend. So I'm like, yo, you been fucking with her, question (laughs) mark? And she's all like, man, we just friends, you know, it ain't nothing like that. And I'm just like, obviously... Y'all not friends, because if y'all was friends, she wouldn't be calling me a bitch, and she wouldn't be telling me to get the fuck out the house. Like, <laughs> So, obviously, it has crossed a path where it's more than a friendship, you know? Y'all, she thought I was stupid. I ain't stupid. I play dumb, but I'm never dumb. And she's like, no, we're just friends. It's nothing like that. And I'm just like, I'm already knowing what it is. I'm like, okay, this girl is back in her life. This isn't going to work out. She don't like me. Oh, because I forgot to tell y'all a big part. While we were together and we were like making memories, there was a point where she came back and she tried to take my first away from me again. And that became some big shit. She had another girlfriend at the time. That girlfriend, I was about to fight her. It was just a big, 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 big drama, messy, just kettle ratchet shit. It was bad. So back to this moment. So I knew once she was gonna start being cool with her, I was like, if you're gonna even entertain her, talk to her, anything, you can't have both. Like, it's either gonna be me or it's gonna be her, you know? Back at, that same, back at that same thing, how it was with my ex-friend. Is it going to be me or is it going to be her? So I'm telling my first, it's going to be me or it's going to be her. You need to choose up, like, because you can't have both. You know who that person chose? It wasn't me. <laughs> she told me to go outside. She needs to FaceTime her so she could show her that I wasn't in the house. She was like, go outside in the back with the dogs just so I could show her that you're not here. And that, I'm gonna take a moment of silence for now and that, that broke me. (laughs) And I know it broke me because when I'm talking about it, it it still brings tears to my eyes. So that's how I know that that was very traumatizing for me. (laughs) I sat in that back with the, um, with the dogs and her dad, and her dad was talking to me, and he could see I was about to cry. He was like, you always crying. <laughs> Little did he know the hell that his daughter was putting me through, but he was, he was a great guy. Um, and I sat back there, and at that moment, I realized, like, you got chose up twice. <laughs> and on both chose ups, these two people didn't choose you. And I got my shit. And I remember I went to her and I was just like, you know, have a good life. I wish y'all the best. Kept it pushing. And I walked my ass to the train station, the Avalon station to be exact. And I cried. I cried and I cried and I cried. Because I didn't cry because I wanted my girlfriend back. I didn't cry because I wanted to be in a relationship. I wasn't even crying because I was jealous of them being back together. I cried because I felt like I spent two years with a person. We built this friendship. And you shitted on me, not as your girlfriend, but as your friend, you know? And I was there through thick and thin, thick and thin. And this other person was like, she gives the same love too, but it comes with a lot of bullshit. (laughs) So it was like, it felt as if though it was a deep ass rejection. Like, you're not good enough. I'm good without you, <laughs> I'm gonna be okay. And that was, that was a tough pill to swallow for me. That was a tough pill. And what made it more tough is because, da 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 da, I was living at her sister house. <laughs> And I'm very private, like how I started this segment. I'm very private. So it was like, I don't want to go home letting her sister know our business, letting her know anything. Because at the end of the day, family before a stranger, family before blood. And it was like, I never wanted to sit up here and have her sister be like, you know. I never wanted to just, I never hated her. I wanted to talk shit. It was just like, I don't know. I just never felt like it was okay to have that conversation with her sister. I felt like I had to keep it to myself. So within those months... Um, I went suicidal, I got admitted to a hospital, they put me in a 50-50 hole because I didn't want to live anymore. I just felt broken, and I felt like I was not going to ever stop feeling broken. I felt like I was going to feel broken for the rest of my damn life. So I was like, instead of me feeling broken, I'd rather just die. So they, my mom, she took me to the hospital, they had me in the bed, I had, literally y'all, I had security guards. <laughs> Even if I had to get up and go use the bathroom, they went with me in the bathroom and monitored me just to make sure I wasn't going to do anything to harm myself. That's how severely hurt and damaged I was. That's how deep, that's how deep it was. (laughs) And that, that's a chapter, that's a chapter in my life I... I used to feel like I was never going to come back from, but God, I'm thankful for it because I want to be the woman I am today. So that's how we ended. But it's not over. It gets a little more juicier. Stay tuned right after this. This will be the last part of talking about my first love. Okay, so we broke up, we decided not to talk anymore, cried, suicidal, found healing. Um, I want to give a shout out to my two best friends in the whole wide world, and that's Demonte and that's Kelsey. They picked your girl up and put her back together, dog. (laughs) Like, they put me back together. I want to also thank my two sisters. Y'all know who y'all are. Um... They put me back together at the same time, and they were just there for me. And they made two thousand seventeen a beautiful year for me. That was a beautiful year. Um, Through that year, though, I had my moments where I would miss her. She would come back into my life. I would feel like, oh my god, my friend is back. And then she'll be gone again because the girl. It was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But no matter what, we always came back to each other because we have a legit friendship. Like a legit friendship. We're able to hang out, talk, laugh, joke, and not want none of the extras because we are legitimately just friends. No feelings were there. It was just every time we tried to be friends, the girl would just start some crazy shit. (laughs) And that brings me into present moment. So this year, earlier this year, um, me and my first who was now I consider now I'm going to refer to her as my ex. Um we linked up back together and we was cool. Um she had moved to Arizona. <laughs> and that's where she lived with her girlfriend and stuff like that. So we had linked up, we had talked and you know, we just wanted to catch up and it was it was fucking fun. We had so much fun it was like old times and she was just like, "Damn. I missed you, and I was like, damn, I definitely missed you, like, because we were so goofy, like, we could watch YouTube um videos together, do stupid-ass challenges together, joke, laugh, just chill, like, chill, and so we became cool again, and I was telling her, you know, I'm ready to take a new step in my life, I want to move to Arizona. And I didn't want to move to Phoenix. I wanted to move to Tucson. That was my, that's where my heart was in Tucson. But again, that's a different episode. So we're going to conclude it here. My ex, you know, she let me stay at her house when I would come and do different job interviews. I got a job. I transitioned from her sister house to Arizona. And this is where the plot twist comes in. And you guys will have to wait to a different episode to figure this out. And get the more, get more tea on this. I moved to Arizona. But not only did I move to Arizona. (laughs) The gag is. (laughs) I moved into the same fucking apartment complex as my ex. (laughs) And that concludes the segment on my first love. (laughs) I hope y'all still rocking with me. I hope y'all not judging me. I feel a little good, though. Never, 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 ever discussed this, all of it, the gist of it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. That was my segment on my first love. And. So right now, we're going to take a little quick break. I'm going to play some of my faves. Let's get to it. Let go. Here is another new and upcoming artist. He is a hip-hop artist. He goes by the name No Sleep. Here's a song by him called The Sun Part 2. Check it out. What's this here? A snare, Mr. Brown. A snare what? drum. Correct. What's this? Good job. No, it's not.
1: Pee-wee, what's this? Drum, Mr. Brown. How we get this? Coming out the west like Russell Racing out of that thunder and getting to the sun though Being strong and staying strong I gained some muscles I can't deny, I cannot lie It was tough though, hard to keep a warm heart What a world so cold, claim close to giving up Really I was so close, Find music after was a rap Me and my cousin, wherever you can catch us posted in the back Either making us some beats or are we writing up some rap Man, I ain't never lie, I'm just only stating facts Keep on doing what we're doing, putting no sleep on the map Matter of fact, I was posted in the kitchen, cooking up some rhymes till the crew we all eating. Already in my prime, man, my peak, I'm still reaching. Michael Jordan, LeBron, you know I'm 23 and supreme original, taking over all seasons. Yeah, I'm good, I'm still rolling. Golden still chasing my dreams, I'm still lonely. Fell down and straight in my knee, I kept going, going with the sun and light, I'm still showing. Uh, I'm good, I'm still rolling. Rollin' still chasing my dreams, I'm still on it. Fell down and straight my knee, I kept going. Gone with the sun and light, I'm still showing. Yeah, I'm good, I'm still rolling. Rolling still chasing my dreams, I'm still on it. Fell down and straight my knee, I kept going. Gone with the sun and light, I'm still showing. I'm still showing. Yeah. Into the light.
0: Next segment, I'm gonna talk about that second love. To the people who marry their first love and it's just a success, congrats to you. For the rest of us, (laughs) we have that second love. So if that first love didn't work out, you have that means you got your heart broken, and that was that. That first cut is the deepest, but that first love and that first heartbreak is what makes you wise. And that first breakup teaches you a lot of valuable lessons about yourself. So when you go into love again, you have that wisdom and you know what you want and you know what you don't want compared to your first love. You just jump in to something. But when you come with that second love, you come in exact, you're coming into something knowing exactly what you want. So you're a little bit more wiser. And I always say that love is a little bit more stable and a little bit more stronger than that first love. So we're going to talk about that second love. Stay tuned. I call this segment the second love because it's that second love. It's not that second person, but it's that second love experience because we might date a whole bunch of people after that first before we actually fall in love with someone again. So I'm talking about that second time you fall in love. Doesn't necessarily have to be that second person. Like I said, the second experience of love. So that second love is something special cuz you're much wiser than that first time you fell in love. You know exactly what you want, you know exactly what you don't want. So you're able and you're able to kind of maneuver a little bit better and also you're very protective of yourself and your time. You don't want your time wasted, you don't want your energy wasted. My second love was something special to me because my second love taught me a lot, a lot. Um, The pain from my first love created the woman that I am. And the relationship with my second love created my maturity level of where I am. Because this person was older than me. And she was a girl. A woman. <laughs> and she helped me see that not everyone is going to think the way that you do. Not everyone is going to move the way that you do. And just because they don't love move or show affection the way that you do it doesn't mean that it isn't there and that was a tough lesson for me to learn because I was someone who really put I really put energy into looking for people to have the same traits as me and I feel like if they didn't show love the way I show loved or showed affection the way I showed affection it wasn't there And that's a terrible mindset to have because you will end up crushing people who actually love you just because they can't love you the way you feel you need to be loved. But you have to be open to know that everybody's going to love you differently and you have to be able to communicate in different love languages. So she helped me see that that exists and I have to be able to open my mind and perception of people. You can't just look for people who are going to be just like you. Not everybody's going to be like me and I had to learn that and I'm thankful for that lesson because that lesson created the strong, easygoing, more chill woman that I am. She also taught me great communication skills because my communication skills sucked. (laughs) But I learned from her how to communicate my feelings effectively Did I start off doing that? Hell no Oh no cussed her out a thousand times but from (laughs) all those cuss out sessions i learned there are positive ways of communicating how you feel and even if people don't see it the way you see it you still have to communicate it not no one's obligated to validate it as long as you get that off of you that is good you know not everyone is obligated to apologize either because some people are not always going to see the wrong and things that they do but you still communicate and you still squash it, agree to disagree, keep it moving. And I learned those things and it made me stronger. It made me able to deal with people a little bit better. And it made me kind of more open to loving different people and very open people that are nothing like me. And I feel like that was a great benefit. That second love is sweet. It teaches you a lot, a lot. And I love my second love. We're good friends to this day. Um, She's in a relationship, and she's doing really, really good, and I'm always rooting for her happiness. I'm rooting for my first love's happiness as well. I'm always rooting for everybody, even the friend that shitted on me and was mean to me or whatever. I root for her happiness as well. I just know what I can deal with, and I know what I can't deal with. But that doesn't mean I don't like people. I'm always rooting for people to do good in life. Never throwing shade, never throwing hate. Um, To conclude this segment, I just say, if you've dealt with more than 10 people, it doesn't matter. The overall goal of love is to find someone that matches you, Find someone that has the same goals as you, mindset as you. We live in a society where settling is the thing. Settling is the norm. We settle so much just because we don't want to be alone. We don't like to be uncomfortable. But little do we know, being uncomfortable is where growth happens. If you're comfortable all the time, you are complacent so i 'm going to let you know right now if you 're comfortable, you complacent and you are definitely nowhere near your goal of where you're trying to be or where you 're supposed to be. but if you're uncomfortable and you're not liking where you 're at, whether this is with life or love you're you're on the path to something good, like stick with it, but stop settling, stop. Settling for people that you know you could do better than. Stop settling for people who don't even love you. Stop settling for something that's convenient. Go after the things that you want and love. You can get it. I can't stress that enough. You can get it. You can definitely get it. Don't let anyone put you down. Oh, you're too crazy or you asking for too much. No, you're not. You're asking too much from them, but you ain't asking too much from the person you're going to end up with. You may be crazy to them and you might just be a bit, the perfect crazy for somebody else. So never settle, never make two puzzle pieces that don't fit come together. And this concludes my segment on love. Hey you guys, it's been a pleasure talking about the topic of love with you all. I got to open up about my love experiences, let y'all in on the tea, and the drama, and the pettiness. But the overall message of this episode is love is a beautiful thing. Love causes different emotions. It causes you to do crazy things, but love is very, very powerful. And I want you guys to know when you love someone, make sure that they match what you're looking for in something in forever. Do not love someone that you know is temporary. If you know that you could do better, and you know that this person isn't going, In the same direction that you're going, don't hold on to them because you're scared of being alone. Like, have faith that you're able to get everything that you're setting out to get. Don't ever settle. Settling doesn't equal happiness. Settling equals being miserable. Never settle. You know exactly what you want in someone, and love, love is capable. The love that you want is capable. You can get those things. Um, do not ever confuse lust with love. Know the difference between when you love someone and when you just lust after them because that's sex be one Know the difference. And if you love someone and they reject you, do not take that rejection onto yourself as if though something is wrong with you. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone is going to think that you're their bomb diggity wife, but that doesn't make you any less of a person. When love is for you, it's for you. Don't get like don't get stuck on the hiccups of love and rejection. So, this concludes my segment on love. Thanks for tuning in. You guys are awesome. Love you all. Bye.